Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. For most of us, the holidays are usually a stressful time. Shopping, baking, cleaning, parties, family meals. Oh, but that is so 2019. Many of us long for the days when we just had that type of stress. As the number of COVID cases continue to surge, many people are canceling holiday traditions and family get-togethers to stay safe and to protect their loved ones. The hustle and bustle of the holidays is now replaced with uncertainty, fear, loss, and isolation, sadly. Here with me now is Sydney Savage. She is the Director of Integrated Care at Atlantic Care Behavioral Health. Thank you so much for joining us, Sydney. Thank you for inviting me, Robin. Glad to be here. This is such an important topic. So many people, including myself, are feeling this. I usually get together with my big, loud, boisterous Italian family at my parents' home. Everybody's there. And this year, we're just doing Thanksgiving with me, my husband, and my two kids. And it's really strange. And I have to admit, it's it's sort of unnerving and, and makes me sad to think I won't be around my family. It's one of the things I cherish the most, sitting around that holiday table and eating and laughing and just feeling happy and blessed. I know so many people Mm -hmm. are feeling that right now. What are you hearing from your patients? Well, I think you've nailed it. We are all, every one of us, overwhelmed, dealing with all sorts of new information, new restrictions, new expectations. And that really does leave us standing on unstable ground sometimes. It can be enough to have one major life event happen, and that's going to certainly affect how you celebrate. We have had nothing but major events this year. Dealing with all of that can put you at risk for depression and stress and anxiety. And so being alert to some of those things that are happening that are so different in your life and how it's affecting you. It's really important. It definitely is to to be aware of it, you know, to sort of acknowledge it. And one thing that I find difficult with COVID is the fear of the unknown. In addition to being afraid that we or our loved ones might get the disease, we just don't know how long this is going to last. Our lives have been turned upside down and there's just no finish line in sight. How can we manage this particular type of stress? It's not easy. We typically manage to walk through or deal with a crisis, a trauma, a situation, and we come back to reality, to knowing what is normal or feels more normal. And there's certainly nothing normal about this right now. When we're dealing with constant changes, it's very difficult to project in the future or think about what might happen. That makes it hard to feel safe and secure. We are all kind of creating our new reality as we go. That is definitely true. So what are some tips that you have to try to maintain some sort of sense of normalcy and to maintain our health? Well, it's super important that you remember that you are the most important person in your life. You need to take care of yourself. You need to eat well, get enough sleep and exercise. And most importantly right now, connect. Connect with other people virtually or by phone. Wave at your neighbors from your porch. Remember that you are not alone. I love that because so many people who never really use technology, including my parents who are in their 80s, 
are starting to figure this out. In fact, we had we were just hysterical. My sister and I were on with my mom and dad in, at Easter time, trying to do a Zoom call, and you know we saw the top of their heads and then their mouth really close <laughs> to the screen. And then, it was sort of funny. Oh, and yeah. We, and we just really thought they're doing it. They're figuring it out. It was a little awkward, but we were happy to see their faces and happy to at least connect. We're fortunate to have the internet and this technology right now that we can do that. Absolutely. And, and what do you suggest, you know, on the actual holiday itself to connect with people? I mean, I know we can we can certainly connect that way. I've heard of, you know, play some like schedule a game that day or video your your meal and send it to each other, something like that. Certainly um, making some date nights or date moments that you can have with other people, that you're sharing the moment, videotaping and sending those sorts of things to other people. It can also be really helpful to remember what is good in your life, to take stock of the things that are positive and share them. Um, there's a, an activity called Three Good Things, which in, it really simply means at the end of your day, you are sharing either in a journal or with your family or significant others, three really good things that happened to you that day. And sometimes that can be tough. If you do that, then you slowly start to realize that you are remembering the positive, the good things, the things that are make you feel joyful and bring a smile to your face. Typically, we remember the bad things at the end of the day, and there's a lot to think about right now. So if you can start shifting your focus to think about the things that are positive in your life, you'll feel more like sharing those things as well. I really love that, Sydney, because I try to do that if I'm ever feeling sort of down or sad or worried, scared about what's going on right now. I have two kids and, you know, they're they're in school virtually. My daughter goes to high school. It's her last year, two days a week. But mm-hmm. and my son's in college virtually. I can I'm concerned about them. I'm concerned about my old older parents. Mm-hmm. Just everything, you know, the the economic situation that everybody's facing right now. It's just been really upside down. So that's what I try to do. I try to think of the positives to sort of shift my focus. I always believe you are and you become what you think about. So if you can focus on some positives and just try to find the good moments in this. One thing that I have said in previous podcasts is my family, my my son and my daughter were around a lot more, especially this summer. You know, nobody was working. Everyone was home. And I had an opportunity mm-hmm. to have family dinners and sit around and talk and laugh and we often didn't have those times because everyone was running somewhere with obligations and things to do. So I looked at that and turned it around and said, this is a positive. I had an opportunity to spend more time with my kids that I wouldn't have had. But let's talk about the economic impact of COVID and and the stress Mm -hmm. that it's causing over the holidays when we normally give gifts to one another. How do people cope with that? It's going to be tough for many people. We tend to see folks who get really anxious and upset in previous years because of all the stress of buying all the gifts and doing the decorating and all of that. It's a little different this year. Many of us don't have the cash that we can spend. We've lost jobs. We are also perhaps working double or triple what we did in order to compensate for other jobs that have been lost. We've lost people in our lives. Um, we've lost jobs. So being able to approach the holidays 
with a new perspective is really important. We've stressed in the past that spending a lot of money on folks is not really the way to show your joy and your love. But doing something more personal goes a lot further. And this year especially, that's going to have much, much more meaning. If you were to send a short letter to people in your family or in your life, maybe those people that you would typically just send a card to and share with them what you think of them, what you remember of them, how they have contributed to your life. It's another way of counting blessings and of sharing that. Um, making some negotiations with your family. This is going to be a tough Christmas. We're going to keep it simple. What can we do? It might be as awesome as getting popcorn and renting movies for a whole Sunday of family movie night. That could be an amazing gift to give your family for the holidays. It could be one gift each. That's a great idea. I always say, and I've read this before, you look back on your life and your holidays and Christmas, nobody remembers a gift that they opened. Nobody remembers that. You know what they remember? The joy they feel, the love of being around people that they care about, mm-hmm. that that love them back. And that's what you hold in your heart long after the holidays are over and the gifts are all gone. And in fact, my family, about five or six years ago, we decided to stop buying gifts for one another. We started to just buy for the kids mm-hmm. and the family because it became sort of silly. Everybody had what they needed at a certain point, And who needs another candle or pair of slippers? It, you know, it just became silly to us. So right. we, we started to give the kids the gifts and had the joy of watching them open the presents. Now these kids are, are grown, a lot of them. But it's just um, so much it, it so much better. It took so much stress off of us. And the thing that we gave to each other was time together, was that family meal, that family time together where we just hung around and ate and you know, ate too much and enjoyed ourselves and just really had a great time. And to me, that is probably one of the best things about the holidays. And that's why it is, I think, a little bit tougher. We've never gone through this before, as you've said, and people are just trying to figure it out. Um, Let me just say, family traditions end up being really important to us. And I know that uh, I lost my father earlier this year. So this was going to be the chance for us. Thank you. But for our siblings to have our first Thanksgiving without our parents. And we knew it was going to be tough. But we all had jobs to do. We were looking forward to doing it. And it's not going to happen this year. So, you know, I'm negotiating with my significant other what kind of stuffing we're making. And we might make (laughs) both kinds. Because they are traditions that bring me back to what's important to me in my life. So I I wanted to make sure that people knew doing something new doesn't mean changing or not continuing a tradition that has meaning. It may mean doing it differently. And when you think about what you're dealing with and what you're experiencing and how you are balancing everything from work to school to your home life... It can be rough to think creatively and differently about what you're going to be doing. If you find that you are just feeling mostly sad all the time, you can't concentrate, you are not sleeping or maybe sleeping too much, you're eating too much or not at all, um, 
there's a lot of other things to pay attention to if you find that you are only focusing on negative and you can't shift your focus. Those might be really good cues that you could use some extra support and help. And I would really encourage everyone to speak with their primary care providers. Talk to them about what you're experiencing, what's going on. It may be normal in the context of everything that we're experiencing, but it doesn't feel normal. And that's important. And I've spoken about mental health many times. I've been doing this more than 30 years. I'm aging myself here. But I sort of changed my view on mental health over the years and realized that it is just it's just the same as a physical ailment if you had if you broke your leg you would go get help for that if you had cancer god forbid you would go get help for that why is it that mm-hmm. people feel like i'm just going to tough this out and you know just get through it when they have a mental health issue or a crisis it's just we've got to get rid of the stigma sydney and you know i I've, I've taken to using the and I'm not sure this is a great word either, but behavioral health, only because mental health, the word mental can mm-hmm. really offend people. You know, I'm going mental or whatever that means to you. In reality, we are one big, happy organism. We think and feel and do as one body. And that includes our emotions. It includes how we think about our lives. And it includes how we cope with really challenging situations. None of us come into this life with a manual. So getting some help and support, some outside perspective, learning how to treat your body differently and how to respond differently to your thoughts can be what makes your life easier and better as you move forward through this. There are a lot of online support sites now. You you see that everywhere. And there's also a suicide lifeline. Uh, What is that number? That number is 1-800-273-8255. The line is open 24-7. If you are feeling like you don't have any choices left, please call that number. If you love someone that you are really concerned about, call that number. And we will put that in the show notes. Again, it's the Suicide Lifeline, 800-273-8255. And I'm so glad we're sharing that. It's good to know that there is help Mm -hmm. available that way. And of course, friends, family, make sure that you keep them in your life and don't isolate yourself. That's why it's so important to to reach out to people and to make sure they're doing okay. And I always say, when you say to someone, are you okay? No, really, are you okay? Not just, yeah, I'm good. Dig a little deeper. And if you notice that something is is not quite right with someone that you care about, take that next step because that can make the difference in their life. It does. It really does. We also have a program called the Adult Intervention Services. It's located in Atlantic City, and it is kind of like an urgent care for behavioral health problems. They have screening and assessment. They can give you clinical case management, their support, their psychiatric care. I want people to have this number as well because it is urgent access into longer-term care. That number is 609 572 
1-800-273-5555. And for more information about services, if you need a primary care provider, please give our Access Center a call or check online. Atlanticare.org is your online resource, and our main access number is 1-888-569-1000. And Robin, if I can just say, too, one of the other things that we are seeing, and we've heard about people being resistant to going into a hospital or an ER Mm -hmm. because of COVID, we've learned a lot. I really want to encourage people to take their medical care very seriously. Please don't put off care and treatment. You deserve it, and we're here to provide it. Sydney, such wonderful advice. Thank you so much. You're always so knowledgeable and helpful, especially when we're going through this difficult time. We appreciate you being with us today. Sydney Savage, Director of Integrated Care at Atlantic Care Behavioral Health. Sydney, wishing you a happy and healthy and safe holiday season. Thank you, Robin. Same to you and all of your listeners. Thank you so much. And thank you all for joining me today. Please check out the show notes for links to mental health services and Atlantic Care Behavioral Health. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get updated on my latest episode. If you would like to be a guest, reach out to me at livingwellwithrobinstoloff.com and please visit me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I appreciate your joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Hope you'll join me again next time. Until then, please stay safe, keep living well, and happy Thanksgiving.